when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Welcome to Raptors Over Everything, a podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Liu. Uh, I got the Raptors roundtable perspective on the NBA Finals uh, you know, on Monday, and so I figured it was only appropriate to get the Warrior side of things, and um, joining me on the podcast is Andy Liu, fellow Asian of the Light Years podcast and also from Warriors World. Andy, Welcome. Love that, fellow Asians. I got to put that out early. Early. I would do the exact same thing. It's the only reason I did this podcast. Can you imagine if someone else would be like, nah, bro, I'm busy. I got shit to do. Wait, can I swear? Oh, yeah, you can swear. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah, I got, you know, bad stuff to do. I ain't going to show up. But for you, dog, we can go for like two hours, you know, plenty of time. Uh, Listen, for the listeners out there, I I know some Raptors fans, you know, we have a tendency to sometimes overreact to things. And I just have to warn you out top that Andy is. Like, you know, for listeners to this podcast, sometimes after some very lopsided Raptors wins, I'll drop the slander pod. Like, Andy is like the slander pod, like, constantly. And he cheers for the Warriors. And he's like an OG Warriors fan. He's not no, like, bandwagon fan. So expect to be offended as a Raptors fan. I'll just put that out early. Just early. You know, I guess we can go into it because I haven't found much to slander the Raptors on. I'm trying. Believe me, mm. I'm trying. The last four years, it, it's so easy, man. OKC, oh, yeah. you know, Cleveland, all these places. But Toronto, it's like, I, I'm tr- William, I'm like, dude, I am going for it. Ibaka, Gasol, mm-hmm. Lowry. I, I'm, I don't, I can't find anything that makes me, like, that makes me want to tweet out some stuff that'll piss people off. I legit can't do it, and that's how I live on Twitter. So honestly, it's been a little depressing. Yeah, I was gonna say there's no like history here, right, between these two franchises. So, you know what I mean? Like, like I, I you see it on the timeline all the time, like Warriors and like LeBron fans basically going at it. Like, there's a history there. Yeah. Obviously, any team that plays Houston for even like one game will end up hating Houston. Oh yeah, I forgot. You know about right, <laughs> like right, they right, don't right, even right. play basketball; they're just kind of right. just trying to game for calls and shit. So yeah, uh, I can see that. And also, Westbrook is like one of the biggest hotheads in the league. Yeah. And so you guys have natural enemies, but like, yeah, the Raptors, like, I don't know. It's just, it's not a very, like, it's, it's a very easy to like group. You know what I mean? There's no like, uh, you know, I, I guess you can kind of go at Kyle Lowry cause he'll like occasionally flop and do Chris Paul stuff, but like, he's not, yeah. he's not dirty like Chris Paul. Like Chris nah. Paul will push it too far cause he's kind of like, you know what I mean? I'm Chris child, Paul. Man. Yeah. But like Kyle, you know, he just kind of, he just is a guy who like knows his limitations and he'll try to like, push the envelope but he's not dirty or anything so yeah and i feel like everybody's pretty happy about kyle lowry like he finally made it to the nba finals after getting whipped around every season by lebron it's like that's such a good story you know Mm -hmm. it's like you got a bunch of vets like abaka and gasol which you know the warriors beat in the west for years now they're on the east and they're making the finals so it's like and Kawhi. I mean, what can you really say about Kawhi? I mean, I, I spent all season kind of hinting like he's kind of soft. He sat out last season. He barely played this season. But then you watch the postseason. You're like, well, I mean, mm. it worked out. So there's not much for me to go with Nick Nurse, right? I mean, who cares about Nick Nurse, bro? Right? <laughs> and then it's like Masai Ujiri, like, all right, he's a minority. I can't really go at him. So it's like, what am I supposed to do here, man? Help me out. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> I, I'm telling you, there's not much to slander. It's pretty much just Kyle Lowry. Like, he'll probably <laughs> flop at some point. And you guys will get mad about it. But, I mean, I don't know. It's a, it's a pretty likable group. And, like, this is the thing. I actually, first off, I, I, I've lis- I listen to your podcast all the time. And okay. one of the takes that I heard throughout the season, this is not from you. This is from Sam, right? So, I, you know, I don't feel like you should be responsible for this. But Sam said all year <laughs> the Celtics are better than the Raptors. Oh, and God. that Kyrie would be a more dangerous playoff player than Kawhi, and so I, I wish he was here to answer for it. I tried to get him for it. He kind of ducked out the way, but um, I mean, I mean, just for you guys though. Like before we talk about this series in particular, like is it 
more fun for you now that you don't have to play LeBron and like all the baggage that comes with LeBron and all the storylines? Because you, when oh, you play LeBron, yeah. it's not just playing LeBron. It's it's also you know managing narratives. To be honest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of a lot of a lot of LeBron nowadays, as he's kind of getting older, is is he, it's not really about basketball. It's pretty much about everything but basketball, which he's probably the best at gaming uh, at this point. Mm. Um, so that's I'm very very happy um, about not playing LeBron again. And the other thing is like they got to the point where the Warriors knew they would beat him. Like yeah. I think oh, yeah. like 2016 17, they were so good that like you kind of thought maybe the Cavs had a chance, but like deep down. Like you knew, like that thing was over. And then last year, I was like, I mean, that was just, you know, that was a joke, right? They, they, it doesn't matter if they lost game one; they would have won four in a row after that. Oh, and yeah. So it's like, there's no intrigue there. And now, like, if KD was healthy this season, which he was the last two seasons, I think the Warriors would would beat the crap out of the Raptors too. Like same thing, but it's still, it, it's still interesting. It's still interesting, and it's Kawhi who essentially is doing his own version of LeBron James. So it's like mm-hmm. the Warriors are not new to this like superhuman guy on the other side that you know can take over a game and drop 40 right like they're not new to this but it's it's cool that it's a different dude and you know frankly the raptors are they're better they're much better defense than what the Cavs have thrown out the last four years um i I think that 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 15 16 series like those last three games like they turn it up a notch and the warriors you know were beat down Mm-hmm. And so that defense looked great, but like this Raptors defense, like you know, it's legit. I, I it's didn't legit, watch them much man. in the re- regular season, but yeah. I mean, they turned another notch in the playoffs, and I feel like this is especially with a veteran group. Like, um, it's been said a couple of places, but the collective IQ for the Raptors, like it's, I wouldn't say it's Warriors esque because I think um, they don't have one central figure like Draymond that could be everywhere on the floor at all times, but like it's it's kind of close to that. You know, and, like in terms of like Milwaukee, right? Milwaukee plays very similar to like. Houston, for example, and you just see if you're a high IQ defense against a team that kind of has one strategy around one star, you can figure that out and you can solve them and you can make a like numerically like Rockets are very good offense. But when they play against the Warriors, it's not the case. And the same thing with Milwaukee versus Toronto, like you just have a lot of high IQ guys that kind of kind of eventually solve them. And so I'm kind of interested to see how the Raptors can defend the Warriors just because like it's an entirely different, you know, matchup like the Raptors played Orlando whatever like that just that was just no contest there was never going to be a series there and then philly came up and philly was the problem because philly was so physically big like they kind of reminded me of almost that like 2016 okc team where it was just like holy crap these guys are just big across the board and for your warriors like that that kind of you know even before lebron like that was the team you know that 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 you know gave you guys trouble and so the raptors kind of figured out how to deal with that they had to play like big lineups and stuff and then milwaukee obviously was a physical force but like Man, the Warriors are just different. They're just different, and they're different because of Steph Curry. And I'm like, you know, in terms of defending a superstar, the Raptors have had an answer for Joel Embiid that was Marcus Saul. They yeah. had an answer for Giannis that was Kawhi. There's no answer for Steph Curry, and that's what worries me about the series. Well, I mean, you don't think Kawhi can can stick with him in crunch time? Like, that's the answer. That's what people are saying. I, I just don't know. I don't know. Like, I'd like to know your thoughts on that because I don't know. Okay, the way I look at it is this, right? Like. I don't know who they're going to put on the ball with against Steph, but like you would think Lowry. It's it's either Lowry or Danny Green. Either of those, I don't feel great about either of those to be honest. But what What's I'm really... wrong with Danny Green, by the way. Let's let's just. Okay. I'm going off on ten <laughs> tangents, man. I'm, I I watched Danny Green, by the way, who always balls out against the Warriors, man. Mm-hmm. And I, and yeah. I kind of expect him to like average, you know, three four threes game. But it's like, man, I'm watching him and I'm like, fuck, is he? What is he hurt? Like that's usually the thing. Like he was hurt last season with the Spurs and he struggled. Like if Danny Green plays well, that is huge as a wing guy that can stay on the floor. Yeah, for sure. I mean the Raptors are kind of short on wings as it is, but um, I, I think with Danny, like first off, he is a little bit banged up. Like uh, I, I just he hasn't played like forty minutes all season. Basically, the Raptors were like careful to keep his minutes down under yeah. three. Like basically the Iguodala plan. And then yeah. um, in the Sixers series, there's a couple of games where the Raptors shorten the rotation and and. Danny had to play super extended minutes, yeah, and I think he just kind of wore down. Yeah, and, he, and you know, in the Bucks series, I think he was making the right moves. Like defensively, he had a good shifts against Giannis and stuff like that. But he's kind of just missing open shots. I, I, I don't worry too much about that. I think he'll come hmm. back, hmm. and um, maybe he's not going to play like thirty effective minutes, but I think he could be good for twenty effective minutes. So hmm. there's that. But I mean, I, it's, going back to the Steph thing, like I think. Like, you know, defensively, it's really about that pick and roll action, right? Steph's on the ball, Draymond comes to set the screen or whatever. I think 
where the Raptors might be able to actually sneak Kawhi a couple of possessions against Curry is probably having Kawhi guard Draymond and at least try to disrupt that as much as possible because Kawhi is, you know, obviously an incredible defender. He's got like seven foot four wingspan. You know what I mean? Like he could blow up a couple of those pick and rolls. And, you know, if that's the case, do you feel like the Warriors might even look to go to somewhere else for that screening action? Because Steph can kind of run the same thing with like a Looney or even Eagle Dollar. Yeah, I think I don't. I think they're going to stick to – well, the, here's the thing. They don't even run that Draymond stuff they can roll that much. Like, uh, t- just to be honest, like, they're not they're not running that for the first entire first quarter. I can almost guarantee you. Okay. Like, they're going to run off ball. They're going to throw the ball into Draymond at the post. Hmm. They're going to run some, like, action up top with with Steph and Clay, one cutting, one setting the screen, and then, and then Looney's going to come and set another screen, and they're going to you know, go back around and set another screen. and run, like They're going to do like 15 different actions off ball, mm. and they're going to see – because that's their base offense, and they're going to say, all right, Raptors, let's see if you can guard that. Right? Like that that's what they're going to do first. And the Rockets, they can guard that. Like They guard all the off-ball stuff, and they knock the Warriors out their game. And Was that by switching, come, or what did they do to knock uh, them out? That, yeah, so that, that switching, they switch, but they also have guys that are just like fat, right? Like fat and stocky. <laughs> okay. like, like Eric Gordon, Chris Paul, <laughs> James Harden, P.J. Tucker, like all these dudes that are like yeah. – they said they built like middle linebackers, yeah, right? yeah, which sure. they are. Yeah, they P.J.'s just, playing the wrong sport. Like for real, P.J., yo, oh, just trial the NFL, man. <laughs> I'm surprised he hasn't taken someone out yet. Like the guy is legit – like he's probably not like the greatest defender, but like against the Warriors, he's like damn near the perfect guy, yeah, right? It's like – and so, and so that's what that's what the Rockets did very well. And it wasn't until like the Warriors absolutely have to, they mm. absolutely have to in a closeout elimination game on the road where they're down by seven in the fourth quarter. They ran twelve straight Steph Dre pick and rolls mm. and scored on ten of them. Right. And so that's when they do it. And that that's the thing where it's like I, I think people think that, oh, the Warriors are just going to go to this and the Raptors are just going to have to figure it out. They really don't play it that much until they absolutely have to. And, you know, maybe if the Raptors are up by 10 in the fourth quarter, like, they'll go to it and we'll see what happens. But, you know, the, the thing about the Warriors is that by that time, your defense is so used to playing off-ball action and you're suddenly hit with that, like, pick and roll and all of a sudden you're like, all right, what the fuck am I supposed to do, right? Mm. Like, that that's the difference and that's why it's tough for teams to stay with the Warriors and Warriors fans always hate on steve kerr for not running pick and roll yeah but the thing is like you get used to james harner running the same stuff every play and you made a good ass point earlier like the milwaukee bucks they just play how they play there's no difference to regular season and postseason yeah like the warriors when they turn it up that's when it's like all right what are you supposed to do and like and you made another point about iq like i think the raptors can handle it i, I just i just don't know if the raptors like have enough like i don't know if they have enough like talent like Gasol and Ibaka are not 2016 Gasol and Ibaka. Kyle Lowry isn't like a star, and Danny Green is like you're saying he go and play 20 minutes, you know, effectively. So it's like I just don't know where the talent is, and I also don't know if Kawhi's healthy because he didn't look like he was moving that great, even though he even though he outplayed Giannis. <laughs> well, that's the that's the funny thing. I, I'm I'm not I'm not too worried about Kawhi's health, just in the sense that like yeah. I know he it's can crazy. still be effective. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I hear your point. Look, I I think honestly. In order for the Raptors to win this series, it's going to have to look like, uh, you know, uh, Cavs-Warriors 2015, where, like, Kawhi does that LeBron role. And I don't think he's as good as LeBron was in that series. Although LeBron, eh, he was, like, he had huge numbers, but it was, like, he shot, like, 39% and stuff. Like, you know, people just forget the fact that he did that. They just post that meme about LeBron, like, leading, you know, points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks. But, like, basically that 2015 series where, you know, K-Love is out for that series – Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyrie busts his kneecap um, in right, right. game one, and you know, so he's out basically for that whole series, and so they just had to Which slow everything down. Too. Yeah. What's that? Which they won game one too, I believe. <laughs> yeah, 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 and it was like you know, it, it was like the Matthew Matthew Del Vadova, like a bunch <laughs> of stories about how he drank a lot of coffee and almost died trying oh, yeah. hard. Um, so you know, like it, it might have to be one of those series where, like, what was effective with the. The Cavaliers did in that series was just defensively they became so physical they became so locked in and because they were able to play through LeBron on offense so they could just continuously play half court defense like that I felt like at least gave the uh, the Cavs a chance now eventually the Warriors kind of figured out okay we'll go small and we'll play basically middle pick and roll and it's going to tear this team apart and you know you guys I think eventually won after down 2-1 you guys won three straight and yeah. won in six 
Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so it's got it's got to be something similar to that game plan, and I, I think you know you you know the Raptors don't have a LeBron, but at the same time, I, I think Kyle is a better scorer than basically whoever else that the Warriors were tossing out there, and I think Siakam is also a better scorer than whatever else. Oh, sorry, the uh, whatever else the Cavs are throwing out there, and so, so you know, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was gonna just say that's finish. just my game plan, but I mean, what what do you think about that? Well, because I'm concerned. Here's my take. I guess people are going to be mad at this one, so <laughs> if they're it. still listening. Uh, I, I got two thoughts. One is uh, – where should I start so I don't, don't forget? So number one is I'm worried about Kyle Lowry and Pascal Siakam. Okay. Like I'm – like I'm, I don't think I'm that worried about Ibaka and Gasol. I just – I don't think they're that good anymore anyway. But they're I think not. they'll be like – they'll be fine um, in this series. I don't think the Warriors are, are good enough at this point uh, unless the, unless Durant's coming back, which I think he will in game three. But, um, but I, I don't know if Lowry and Siakam are ready. For the NBA Finals. And I think I've seen that before, man. Like I've seen Steph Curry in person where he gets shook. I've seen LeBron James get shook. I've seen Andre Godala get shook. I've seen like these guys that are like pretty new to the postseason. I've seen KD and Russ get shook. Mm. Um, And I, man, I just don't know if Siakam and Lowry have it. Like it might take them, like it might take them a couple games, but you know, by the time he gets to those games, the Warriors are up 2-1 or 3-1 or 2-0, like, the series is over. Mm. And, like, that's where I'm worried. And you need them to score. Like, they're probably the second or third best scorer. Like, I don't believe Fred Van Vliet is going to shoot 70%. He's probably going to regress. Danny Green's probably going to regress as well back to being good, right? Mm-hmm. So that's probably an even out. But it's like, if you're – I just don't know how the Raptors can score. So that that's my first thought. My second thought, though, is this Raptors team reminds me of OKC in 2016. Okay. Where they're so big and they're so lanky. And I think the Raptors are probably smarter than that Thunder team. But it's like I think the Warriors might actually get hit in the mouth and have to take a couple games to adjust. Mm-hmm. I, I, and, and that's my fear. But then on the other side, and I keep flipping sides here, I think the Warriors are so experienced that that, that won't matter anymore because they were not experienced uh, against that Thunder team, even though they had won a championship. But now that they're five years in and they're nine days of rest in, it's like they're kind of ready for whatever the Raptors can give them. They've seen everything. I just don't know how much the Raptors have. Yeah, no, that's completely fair. I, I think, again, like the Raptors pretty much want to play like a grinded out. Like, basically, the whole the whole playoff run has been about defense. Like, as much as Kawhi's been amazing offensively, like, you're not going to run an amazing offense with one guy kind of doing that, right? It's just, like, if you're going to have an amazing, efficient offense, you kind of need, like, the whole team to contribute. And, like, just, you know, the Raptors have kind of gone by with the defense. Like, their defense has been amazing. And I think, honestly, especially if KD's not in, if KD comes back in, like, you know, I agree with you. Like, just the Warriors are going to win the series, period. But... Um, especially if KD is out for the first two games or maybe even more than yeah. that, then the yeah. Raptors actually have a chance because their defense is going to give them a chance just to, yeah. um, you know, stay in the game. And I think, yeah, I think it is going to be an issue offensively. What I will say is that, like, the thing with Kawhi, man, is, like, he can really just give you 35 points efficiently. And, yeah, I mean, I, I, do you remember 2017 when it was, you know, Spurs, Warriors, that game one where Kawhi had, like, you know, 26 before uh, – Zaza sort of slid a foot under him and stuff like that. Like, do you remember right. that game? And I don't know. Yeah, what were your feelings in the game? Were you worried about that game? Were you worried that the, the like the Spurs might actually have something in that series, or did you kind of see it as like a game one outlier? Yeah, I, that, I was there for that game, and the Warriors got destroyed. Um, and it's like typical Spurs fashion, where like the Warriors come out, they're sloppy, they're throwing the ball all, all over the place, they're confident as hell, they have that like little hiccup where it's like they're kind of figuring out how to play with Durant. They don't really know what they're doing. Like, that happens quite a bit. It's actually happened a lot more this year. Um, I do think it was an outlier, though. Like, the Warriors probably win the next four games. Like, maybe they drop one, but there's no way they would have lost that series. There just wasn't enough from the Spurs. And that's almost kind of how I feel now. Because, like, the thing with the Warriors, man, like, you need Kawhi, but then you also need Kyrie Irving. Like, you need both guys. And so you, you brought up the Celtics earlier, right? Like, you need Kawhi. But you need Kyle Lowry to play as well as Kyrie. And, like, maybe not the whole series. Mm. Like, maybe not. But, like, four games. Like, you need him to, like, probably average, like, 28, 26 to 30 points in, like, four games yeah, uh, to happening. have a chance. <laughs> it's not happening. Right, well, but, but, like, or may, maybe it's, like, maybe it's Kyle Lowry and Siakam combined for 40, right? But it's, like, that's, you need, okay. 
that maybe that's more possible, but like yeah. that—that's how I think of it. Because I think the Warriors defensively, they're going to start Iguodala on, on Kawhi, mm-hmm. um, and they're going to be okay with Kawhi going for thirty-five. Okay. Like, like it's like, hey, Kawhi dropped thirty-five. That's fine, but we're not going to let Pascal Siakam torch us. We're not going to let you know Kyle Lowry torch us, and like we're just not going to let these guys like Norman Powell, or Fred VanVleet, who. My God, I had so much fun watching them. But it's like we're not giving them open threes. We're not giving them drives to the holes. Like that's not happening. But Kawhi, he can drop 35 on like you know 25 shots. That's okay with us. Mm-hmm. But like the rest of the stuff, we're just not going to let happen. And it's like they've won that like playing like that before. And it's like that that's kind of what I see. Like I see a huge Kawhi series. Like like you said, what like LeBron did. But it's like where's the other stuff going to come from? Because if it's not coming. Then it's like, and they also, and I do think Demarcus Cousins coming back will help them, depending on how Curry use them. So I, I think he will play tomorrow. Wait, help who? The Warriors or the Raps? <laughs> uh, depending on how Kerr plays them, either team. Okay, if Kerr yeah. plays him, if Kerr plays him strictly against the Raptors bench, you obviously know way more than I do. Like uh-huh. I think it helps the Warriors, yeah, but if he sure. starts them, I think it helps the Raptors. I mean, he shouldn't start him, man. Looney's yeah, playing real well. Yeah. I guess yeah. I guess Looney's also coming off the bench sometimes too, right? Yeah. It's like, no, you're right. Jordan Bell starts. Yeah, uh, like Bogut. Like he'll, oh, he'll, Bogut, pro- he'll yeah. like he'll probably roll with Bogut tomorrow. Like is is probably what I'm gonna think. And it's like because you guys start us all right, so it's like yeah. he'll match up like the big white dude against the big white dude. And sure. like Steve Kerr always wants to go big, and so it's like they'll go with that. And it's like I, I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll see how it goes. You know how they'll feel out games go. Like ah. And be honest with you, man. Like I'm a little bit nervous about this series because mm-hmm. I've never seen the Warriors play against the Raptors in a high leverage game. So it's like super, super interesting to see what happens in Game One. Yeah, same. And um, yo, by the way, what's up with the uh, what? What's up? I feel like Warriors fans have a different relationship with Steve Kerr because, like, Steve Kerr's. I feel like the rest of the league loves Steve Kerr. Like, I feel like the media loves Steve Kerr. People love Steve Kerr's, you know, po- po- politics, I guess. It's like the, the, the Kerr-Popovich stuff. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. people love Kerr. And they're like, oh, it's a championship coach, stuff like that. But I feel like with Warriors fans, I, I don't know. Is it just like the usual gripes that, like, every fan has with their coach? Or is it, like, yeah, I mean, is it 2016 I mean, with the Verizhao thing? Like, what's going on? That ugh, Actually, you bring that up. I wasn't even going to bring that up. But, dude, that shit's scarring. Like, no lie. And, and Kerr's made an adjustment. Like, he hasn't really done that since. But it's like... That was truly one of the dumbest yeah. coaching decisions of all time. And I think Kirk kind of gets let off the hook a little bit. Um, I think Kerr's a top three coach in the league, though. Like, yeah. I, I think it's I think it's it's like Kerr, Pop, and like Spo, maybe Stevens, whatever. Like, but I think Kerr's right up there. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's people love Steve Kerr. People love Steph Curry more, man. <laughs> like yeah, you asked me, true, you asked me, you could probably ask me like, why don't Warriors fans like KD? They like KD. They just like Steph more. What do you like? What do you want Warriors fans to do? Like, and, and if you like Steph more, it's like you're always gonna want the ball in Steph's hands. Like, dude, fuck yeah, everyone else. It's like get the fuck out of the way or just run a pick and roll. Like, we just want Steph to get the ball. And I think like, like Warriors fans are like they'll live with that. And I think Steve Kerr has his own method. And, and like it works. Yeah, it's I mean you worked. can't complain with the results, man. I mean, <laughs> no. So it it's just. Warriors fans are always going to want, me included, are always going to want to see Steph, you know, go for 40 rather than kind of look at the long game. So, But that's why he's coaching. That's where we're sitting. I'm sitting in my bed right now, you know, mm. doing a podcast. And he's coaching the greatest team of all time, probably. Um, okay. Where are you at with Andre Godala's health? Because I, I feel like, because having watched Danny Green up close, I'm like, okay, if a, if a guy gets to a certain age after a certain amount of playing time, if he plays X amount of difficult minutes in a playoff series, he's going to wear down. And when I look at Iguodala, I'm like, all right, so he's already got that little, like, calf thing that he suffered against Portland. I don't know if it was super serious or whatever, but he was missing games. And, like, if if KD's not in for the first little bit, like, I don't know. I could kind of – you guys are a little bit short on bodies to throw at Kawhi. Yeah, you uh, you were talking about Danny Green. I thought of Iguodala earlier. Uh-huh. Uh, I didn't bring it up, but that's a great question because – you play Iguodala for too long, man. Like, he's not going to make it. Like what's, that, what's too long the, for Iguodala nowadays? Well, I mean, you, you even take a look back. Like, you look at 2015-16 when he had to guard KD the whole series. Mm. And then he had to guard LeBron. Like, by the end of that series against Cleveland, Iguodala was not walking. He was playing, but he was not walking. Mm. Uh, I think people forget, kind of forget that anyway. Uh, we'll throw an asterisk on the Cavs title. I'd love to do that. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> uh. And then the last couple of seasons, 
he didn't make it through last season. It's not like he played a long series, right? Yeah, that's he true. just didn't make it. He just didn't make it. That's true. And like 16, 17, he was fine. Um, but like this season, again, doesn't show up in the regular season. Uh, plays pretty well at the end. But then again, you play him very long against the Houston Rockets because they had to sco- go small from the beginning, right? He gets through that series pretty well. Plays a great game six. He, mm-hmm. he can always rely on Iguodala. But then he burns out against Portland. He doesn't make it through game three. Um, this is why when people say like nine days of rest is going to hurt the Warriors, they're going to be rusty. I think it's the exact opposite. Like I, I think that they're a team that needs it so much. There's a stat out there that the Warriors have played enough playoff games in the last five seasons that mirror an entire regular season. And we're not talking about like regular season games. Right? We're talking about high pressure, mm-hmm. lock in. You got to play both sides of the ball. No bullshit basketball. And that they've played an extra season. And so um, I think someone like Iguodala, he needs that rest because I think if that Portland series had, had gone for like four, mm-hmm. um, he probably like he'd be he'd be screwed against Kawhi because I think Iguodala probably has enough for Kawhi. Um, he could have played Game Four if he needed to. If the Warriors like were down three zero or something, Word. like he would have played. Word. Um, but I think he should have enough. Uh, uh, but that's like one of those X factor things. Like Raptors fans are probably gonna hate when Iguodala makes like three threes, like in, oh, in game in Game Three. That's like okay. you're just gonna be like, you guys are gonna hate Pascal hitting a corner three. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> I like Pascal. Pascal's He's a little good. old though, right? What's that? Is he old? Is he like 25, 26? He's like, he's low-key like 25. 22. Yeah, he's low-key uh, 25. But he's like a young 25, old. you know? Like, he hasn't played any basketball. Like, he literally was, like, playing soccer in, like, a, in like a I don't know, preschool? I don't know what that's called. But, uh, but, but yeah, and they were like, wait, you know, you're you're 6'9". You should probably play basketball. And then he's like, oh, word? So he only started <laughs> playing basketball late. So he's a young 25. But, yeah, he is 25. Um, Ibaka's, uh, Ibaka's an old 29, huh? I mean, that's, yeah. We're just gonna we're gonna leave it at that, but because uh, Ibaka <laughs> came on this podcast, so I gotta I gotta oh. protect Ibaka's name forever. But every time I see twenty nine, I'm just like, huh? Anyway, interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, because if it's not Iguodala, it's like probably Clay, and I feel like if it gets to the point where Clay has to take extended shifts, like you know what I mean, like you know, it, referees like it, it's a big thing. Like I'm not saying like referees necessarily influence the game, but. If they call it tight and Iguodala picks up two early fouls and they have to go to Clay guarding Kawhi, then I can see that having like a again this is more hopeful, but like it's like a downward sort of like a trickle down effect in terms of just like you know Clay has to guard Kawhi, it burns about a little bit energetically, he doesn't have enough offensively, and then you know what I mean. Then that's sort of the way I'm sort of seeing it in terms of like if the Raptors win a couple of these games, it's because not only is Kawhi dominating, but Kawhi is actually leaving a physical toll on the Warriors. Yeah, that that's what LeBron does. Yeah, that that's the LeBron. That's like the like like KD is different, right? It's like where he'll cook you, and like Steph is kind of different. Where it's like th- those two guys will cook you, mm-hmm. but it's like and and like with Steph, he'll run you into the ground because he's just running in circles all game. But it's like with those two guys, like you're getting cooked, but it's like they're not really hitting you. They're just like they're just finessing you the entire game, and you're you look up and they've dropped thirty on you, right? It's like with LeBron, Giannis, and Kawhi, these guys, where it's like. They're coming at you all game long. Mm. And uh, you're right. I mean, like, Clay could never really guard LeBron. Like, like Clay's a great defender, great on ball defender. Yeah. But it's more like one through three, right? Like, he'll lock up Lowry pretty easily. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I can see him locking up whoever. Like, it would be pretty chill. But it's like, you're right. Like, if they find a way and they have to play Clay extended minutes on, on Kawhi, it's probably not great. They'll probably switch that to Draymond. But then who's protecting the rim? And so exactly. it's like an effect where it's like that gets a little bit tougher. And and that's when it's like they'll probably keep Clay on him and just say make it tough, mm-hmm. just make him score a tough thirty five, because Ka- Kawhi's gonna get his. But like make it hard because Kawhi has to play both sides. LeBron doesn't play both sides, and Ka- if Kawhi has to be that defender on both sides of the ball, like that gets tiring. And it's like he's played a seven game series. He played a six-game series against someone that he had to guard and score against. Or, well, I guess he scored against Middleton. But, like, that's tough. Like, yep. that's where the Warriors start to wear people down. Because, um, like, how long can you run around with, with Steph and Clay? And, like, you see in that OK series a couple years back, Clay and Steph started getting open shots. Not because the Thunder, like, were dumb or anything. It's just, like, it's hard to guard those guys. It's hard. Like, it's not ISO, ISO, pound, pound. It's... 
you're running through six screens in one possession. Like nobody yeah. wants to run through six screens in one possession. So that's kind of the Warriors are different. Is is what I've learned in the last couple of years. Um, one of the ways I feel like the Warriors are different is, you know, it's a very unique team in the sense that they always, because of the way Steph plays and because of the way Draymond plays, they always somehow tend to run centers off the floor. And like I was thinking about this sort of just I was writing a preview for the series and I was trying to think about like which centers have had success against the Warriors in the playoffs. And the list I came up with, and, and tell me if I'm missing anybody, but I got I, and this is like marginal. Like Tristan Thompson has had success, I would say. I would say Steven Adams had success in twenty sixteen. And I guess this year Montrez Harrell. But like the, that's like the whole list. Like, you know what I mean? Are, are there centers that killed you? Because I even looked them looked up in like Gasol's numbers from like the twenty fifteen you know, series, and that was a very different team, and you know the Warriors are different. Obviously, Gasol was different, but like Gasol averaged like, like eighteen points. Okay, Ibaka as well. Ibaka played okay, like in that. He gave him problems, but that's like, it, right? And it's what, like usually hustle guys. Yeah, it's it's usually like like Ibaka's thing was like he could rebound and he could kind of come up on Steph a little bit. But okay. again, like that was three years ago, right? Like that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like if you're getting prime Gasol and Ibaka, like. Dude, I'm telling you, like, that's a problem. Like, now all of a sudden you're getting every rebound and you kind of mess around with Steph a little bit like Ibaka did. Ibaka was a problem. Like, they played Ibaka at the okay. five. And, like, they played KD at the five a little bit too. It's just, man, I, you know Ibaka playing now better than me. Although he came mm-hmm. on the pod, so you probably can't say much. But, it's like, <laughs> is Ibaka even – like, is he that good? Like, he's kind of a role player now. Like, I don't know if he can – hoop like that anymore he's definitely a role player i think his energy comes and goes and it's like a big confidence thing with Ibaka. like when he comes in the game they got to feed him like one or two easy baskets like a dog like range shot, shot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah one of those two he goes in early he gets a block maybe and it's like okay Ibaka's engaged he's gonna be good throughout the game it's either that or he misses his first two shots it's like a real easy shot he somehow misses it and it like weighs on him mentally and then he's like done for the Jeez. game like he's like all or nothing basically like there's a crazy set out there like the raps are like 7 and 0 this playoffs when Ibaka scores 10 points but I'm like yo that means Ibaka's only scored 10 points 7 times <laughs> and they played a deep playoff series and he gets paid 25 million or whatever so um jeez yeah i mean look ibaka like he's inconsistent like i think he he'll deliver that energy and sometimes you're like well that's the old ibaka but like there's a real difference and he doesn't do that every game so yeah that's i mean that's the so that's the benefit of the raptors having home court advantage right because like yeah, true. if you're gonna want to go up 2-0 which like I, I think the raptors like i mean it's, dude like every game is a must win it's the freaking nba finals. oh yeah yeah but <laughs> i think for the raptors game one is damn near a must win for if i were looking at from like a rap well i guess from my perspective i guess but it's like you can't lose game one mm-hmm. like you lose game one on the road if the warriors win game one on the road and now they've got home court advantage and kd's gonna be back i think three four right it's like boy like now you've got to win four out of six against the Warriors and you just lost one, you know, and it like that meant that mentally is just that wears. And like that, that's why I almost feel like if the Warriors win tomorrow, I damn near feel like the series is over. Like I don't wow. see how the Raptors come back, but it's, Yo, but it's don't like, do again. the Paul Pierce thing, man. Come on. <laughs> but it's like the Raptors lost twice against Milwaukee. They're down three, two against Philly. So like yeah. they've got that mental toughness. Right. But it's like, like playing against Giannis and some scrubs that he plays with or like the Sixers where nothing fits like that's a different beast than against the Warriors so like I damn near almost feel like that's my hot take like if the Raptors lose game one tomorrow like I think the series is over like there's just no chance like the the Raptors can win like it might go to six but I don't think they can win yeah I hear you I I think it's pretty imperative especially if KD's out there you got to jump on this opportunity and like go up 2-0 like that's oh that, man. I mean, listen. I know. That'll I, be great. I'm talking then we spicy, got but like for <laughs> real. Like if the Raptors can take the first two games, then it's on. I mean, first off, then it's like the earliest it could go is six games. But like, uh, in terms of with, with the Warriors, but like you know, like they they honestly they should have. I think they should have a bit of advantage, especially if KD's out. You know, what I mean? and then the way I'm looking, at, obviously, I'm like I'm I support the Raptors. You know, what I mean, like I watch the team one more closely. I watch the Warriors, but like. I'm just saying, like, you know, at a certain point, like, for for example, for you guys, like, how many guys on the Warriors do you trust? Like, assuming that KD's not in for games one and two, like, are there six guys you trust to play I mean, on the there's road? Probably, there's probably six. There's probably only six. <laughs> like, it's probably Steph, Clay, Draymond, Iguodala, Looney, and, like, I guess it's five and a half, like, Sean Livingston. 
Like, I guess that's yeah. like, I would trust like five and a half. You know, if, if I were a Raptors fan, I, I, w- I would think of it this way too. Like, I, I've kind of been talking with, with some Warriors uh, people, and I think like, I think the problem at this point, it's like, I'm saying Katie's back three and four. I think some people think he's not going to play the series, okay. right? And so, so like, some people actually don't think he's playing at all. And he's flying to Toronto, but he's not flying to Toronto to play game two. He's flying to Toronto because um, the head trainer is going to be there, and and he wants to be with the, and they want him to be with the head trainer. So that that's why. Okay. Um, and and the other thing, it's like, man, you watched that Portland series. The Warriors were down eighteen every single game besides game one. Like they did not beat the crap out of Portland. No. Now they, they demoralized them. Though. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like winning like that. Right. Like it's yeah. worse than getting blown out because it's like, what can you do? But but like. They didn't beat the crap out of Portland, and the Raptors are a lot better than Portland. Oh yeah, and so yeah. I, I think that's that that'd be the take. It's like, like do the Warriors like if they play that same way, like do they have it? But it, I think that if you're a Raptors fan, I think that's what you're looking at, and you're saying like we have a chance to pounce on this team. Like they are probably pretty confident, but like they don't know what's going to hit them, and that's why I kind of feel like it's that OKC series. Word, word. Um, where are you at with KD? In terms of just, I mean, are, are you cool? I mean, you probably been asked this all all season. I heard you guys talk about it all season. You know, what I mean, like, I'm not gonna ask you if he stays or goes. I think you're pretty much on the, uh, you know, consistent that he's gonna go to the Knicks. Yeah. Who? KD literally changes his mind every uh, month. Wow! Look at you, sounded like Bryce Young. No. <laughs> Hey, by the way, like I, I apologize to Royce. Not in person. I don't even I got a good Royce story. Um I can probably say it on the pod. But yeah, uh sure. he he tried to uh he tried to fight me one time. He was at Oracle and I was covering the team and I was sitting down with Ethan. Oh, uh, no. Ethan Strauss and uh and I'm just chilling and, and Ethan comes to me and he's like, Yo, you better get get away from me. I was like, the fuck are you talking about, dude? He goes, Roy's looking for you, man. He's out for blood. He was like, Where's Lou? And uh and so I like I'm I'm standing there and I'm walking out and I see Royce like five five dude and I'm like looking at him and I'm like he's just mean mugging me the whole time like dude you're really gonna punch me out here in the middle of the media room with like Steph Curry right in front of me mm. and so like he just like looks at me, I just like walk out, like I'm just like dude. Anyway, like the dude hates me. Oh um, shit, really takes it deadly serious. He even like called Warriors world and was like, "Hey, you got to get your guys to stop trolling me and stuff like that," which is I thought oh, was man. hilarious. Like that's the stuff I live for, right? Like if people don't know me, it's like I love when people get in their feelings about that type of stuff because it's like, dude, it's hoops. Like Yo, media the, the, the are war- hilarious, man. <laughs> oh yeah, they're the best. It's like, dude, like first of all, like I get this is your life, but like the Warriors get swept. Who cares? Yeah, you move on. Like you, like, you care for like a month. Like it'll hurt, but it's like you know, like you move on. You, know, you live your life. You live in Toronto. I live in San Francisco. It's not yeah. that bad, but. You know, it's it's Oklahoma. You know, so oh, I couldn't man. resist that one. <laughs> um, but <laughs> but uh, damn it, what was I going to say now? Oh, Kevin Durant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think in the middle of the season, he thought he was gone. He wanted to be gone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as he locked into the playoffs, and as people start calling him the best player in the world, he was way happier. And uh, and you know, he was kind of more comfortable. You know, leaning to go back to the Warriors. But you know, it always changes. I think at this point, it's damn near a coin flip. Mm. Um, if you put a gun to my head and asked me to choose right now, I would say he's going to New York. But let's say the Warriors win the title and like he comes back and like brings them back. You know, it's one one, and he comes back game three and like helps them win and like wins three in a row. Like, I would think he's going to stay. Right? I, I think like it truly, truly matters what happens this series and how he plays, whether he'll stay or not. I do not think it's a LeBron situation where he's gone regardless. So. Mm. Um, but yeah, if you ask me today, at this very moment, what Kevin Durant would do if he was forced to make a decision, I think he would be in New York. So he's not gonna do. He's not gonna sit out the whole series because he wants to preserve his health for free agency. <sighs> Rick Bukers, dude. I <laughs> I don't know who he talks to. Um, I only know who I do. It's not like I have sources. This is just like my feelings. But like, I mean, shouts to Rick Buecher. He has a job. He's doing great. Mm. Good guy. Good hair. You know. <laughs> yeah, good hair. <laughs> um, would you be mad if not mad? I mean, you will never be mad if KD resigns with your team. But would you be somewhat? Would a part of you be mad if you did another one plus one? Just because it would you have the same thing all over again for like the fourth straight year? <laughs> I think I would. I think I would have the same feeling as the Warriors fans. Like, hey, I'm glad you're back, but what uh-huh. the fuck, dude? Like, come on. Like, I'd be frustrated and just be like, dude, make up your mind. Yeah, you're in or out. But like, but like, you know, he he really is like singularly like 
the most talented player in the league. Like you're yeah. not going to say, dude, can he just get out of here? Like as much as you can be annoyed by him, mm. like, you know, like you, like if he comes back next season, like they're going to win another title. So it's like, it's like you, there's nothing. And it's all about chips, man. Like no matter what, no matter what LeBron stands say, it's all about titles. Mm. And so it's like, and so it's like, yeah, you, you'd be frustrated, but I mean, it's fine. <laughs> and there's a chance he might do that. Like there's a chance. I think Nike wants him to stay for Chase Center. Um, I think Rich Kleiman wants him to go to New York, but mm. I just don't know how much KD is listening to that at the moment. Um, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I, honestly, I, for, for KD, I feel like it might be better for his legacy to go to a different conference. And it's just, like for great players, I feel like it's always about chapters in their career. Or maybe this is like me like following LeBron a little bit too strongly. But I feel like LeBron always looked at his career like these are chapters in a story. And in order to actually get to a new chapter, you got to make a move. You know, and I feel like maybe KD can like see that, but I, I mean, I, again, I don't know, you know. And if he goes to New York, it also depends on who goes with him. Like, I'm, I mean, as, obviously, as a Raptors fan, I prefer him stay out west. But I mean, at the same time, like, if he leaves the Warriors, I guess it's at least it opens a league up for everyone else. So, yeah, I mean, like the thing, the thing with KD, it's like he cares about what you think too, right? Like you, you say that, and like you know, there's people, other people that say that, and it's like. Like he, he'll care and like he'll think about it and he'll like converse with you on it and it's mm. like you even think of it from another perspective and just say, dude, like this is your chapter right here. Like your chapter, you're gonna win five titles in a row. You're gonna be the greatest team of all time. You know, fuck chapters. Like this is the story, mm-hmm. right? And it's like yeah. he could definitely think that way, but it's like the problem with I guess you could say it's not, it's not really a problem, but it's like the way he thinks is that like. He'll take into account everything. He'll listen to everyone. It's like, who cares what Andy Lou says or who cares what Nick Wright says? But look, KD does. Yeah. And so, like, and so it's like, I guess you can't fault him because he's human just like me and you. But it's like, you kind of were so used to expecting athletes to just like not care about what me and you think mm-hmm. that when someone like him does, it just shocks you. Like, it's just like, man, like, you're KD. You know, I'm Kevin Durant. It's like, who cares what they say? But, you know. And that's the weird thing about KD, I find, because, like, again, most athletes, if they're vulnerable, like, they usually get sympathy on their side, and people rally around that. But, like, with KD in particular, I don't know what it is, but his style of vulnerability, but it just somehow grates people. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know why he's not more popular than what he is. Um, like, is I it the fact was... that he's insecure? Because, like, again, like, pe- everyone's insecure, you know what I mean? Like. I'm sure LeBron's insecure as hell. It's just he, he oh, puts yeah, on LeBron, a different persona. I, I think I, I think it's 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 the move to Golden State. I think he was loved in OKC, right? Like who who disliked Katie in OKC? Nobody. But nobody right. cared about nobody really cared about him. He was literally just like, Oh yeah, he, he scores thirty points and he loves his mom. Like that was his whole story. Right, right. I mean that's why he's at Golden State, right? Yeah. That's why kind of why he moved out, that and Russ. But it's like um, for Kevin Durant, it's if he had just oh God, I hate to do this, and it's like I, I almost feel bad sometimes. Mm. Uh, he also hates my tweets. Um, but it's uh, it's like if he had just not paid any attention that first time they won a title, mm. and just celebrated and was just living his life and was just just even lied about it, dude. Like even just been like, yo, I'm so happy. Yeah. I feel fulfilled. I don't care what anybody says. Mm-hmm. I feel amazing. And he wins the second title and he does the same thing. But it's like, dude, he won the first title and the first thing he did was get online and argue with kids on IG. And it's like, yo, I feel it. You know, we all read our DMs. We sure. all read our yeah. mentions. But it's like, if you want to, if you want it to be like that guy or treated as that guy, like, you got to fake it, man. You think LeBron really feels how he feels? You think really think LeBron's happy? You think he's smoking cigars and happy that he didn't even make the playoffs? Fuck no. Yeah. But he's lying about it because, like, he's trying to be, like, you know, he's trying to make it to the public, like, you know, I'm happy with my life. But, like, the dude's probably miserable. Yeah. He didn't even make the playoffs. Oh, the man. dude is the, might be the best player all time. He didn't make the playoffs. It's pathetic. But it's like he's going to act like he's happy, right? And it's like, like Katie didn't do that because, like, he wasn't happy about winning that first title because of what people said. Mm. But he, like voiced it he truly voiced it and man like twitter trolls like me dog like people eat that That's exactly, exactly you got to give them no content to actually feed off no content mm-hmm. it's like all he does is give people content and so it's like that's who he is though and so that's why i feel bad hmm. um oh yeah, yeah. We're, we're talking about the finals right 
Yeah, uh, every every pod, dude. We talk like every pod Warriors. Do we talk? KD, yo, KD so like is actually really that. fascinating. I, I just I, I love following KD. I really do. It's it's truly like oh, we're gonna keep talking to KD, but it's like it's truly like he, people say he has no stands, but it's almost like he's become like a truly fascinating character to talk mm-hmm. about. Yeah, and it's like and there there are people that are just gonna be the old KD soft KD's this, but it's like dude, you really break it down. It's like. Dude, like, you know, I was had a pod with Marcus yesterday, and he's and he wrote a he new wrote book. A whole book. Like, yeah, he wrote a whole book, and it's like, Dad left him when he was one years old, dude. Yeah, he left him, and like the stuff that Katie went through as a kid, like, yeah, it's tough. You know, I I didn't grow up in the hood, like I grew up in the sunset, man. But it's like I grew up poor, mm. but it's like I didn't grow up like KD. Yeah. But Marcus was saying, like, man, most people that grow up like him, like, grow up dead, like they grow up in gangs, like they don't make it out, and it's like. He's not soft. He's the furthest thing from soft. But it's just like, I think he's gone through a lot in his life where like a lot of things irritate him. And it's like, yeah. th- that's why I always, always tell people it's like the difference between Steph and Katie, man. Like you look at how Katie grew up. Yeah. Look how Steph grew up. Oh boy. Like you can, you can kind of see why one's insecure and one's like almost too secure for his own good. So yeah, yeah. that's true. That's true. All right, all right. No more, no more Katie talk. No more Katie talk. No more. Well, I said, we could do a whole pot on Katie. No problem. Um, <laughs> What what was your prediction for the series? I heard you say Warriors in five, which is put some respect on the Raptors, please. Respect Fred Van Vliet, all right. Ever since he had a baby, you're shooting like eighty percent for three. How could you? How could you not respect uh, that? Why is why is Fred Van Vliet got the same beard and, and kind of hairstyle as Drake though? Like the Toronto, Bar- this- Toronto Barber's got like one default cut actually. <laughs> is it like is it just the Toronto? I mean, me, you can't rock that. Like no, well, I can't. Like, no. like I'm going like you know like uh, uh anyway um. I got the Warriors in five, dude. Wow. Wow. Okay, so is this assuming KD plays how many games? Because obviously that's a big caveat. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think KD plays uh, game three, uh, four latest. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I think he plays three games, uh, too. But like, got Warriors in five. Jeez. I'm feeling, I'm feeling frisky. Like wow. I said, I am nervous. I am truly nervous. Yeah, because you I don't, don't know what to expect. To... It's not like you're I playing don't. LeBron. If you're playing LeBron on the Cavs teams, you know you're going to win. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. And like, I can see ways that the Warriors are going to lose, but it's like, man, I, I'm looking at it. And I'm like, how, how are the, so this is where, if people are still listening, they're going to be mad. Like, no, go ahead, why go is ahead. it go? They ain't going to lose to Lowry, bro. Like they ain't going to lose to Pascal Siago. They're not going to lose to Gasol. Like they're not going to lose to watch the Bibaka. Like they're not going to lose to Norman Powell. Like it's just not going to happen. Like if they lose, like hey, Kyle Lowry and LeBron salute to you. Like salute to you! Like they could not guard those two guys. The only like, dudes to go- beat the Warriors the, at the their peak dudes. were LeBron and. Cool. That's it. Yeah. And like J.R. Smith having the series of his life. So it's like, hey, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll give you, like, I'll give you, I'll give you, like, Marcus Hall having the series of his life. But sure. it's like, I, they're not going to lose to these guys. I just don't see it. And maybe it's like five's a little too arrogant. But it's like, ah, you know, I can see five. Like honestly, I can see almost all the outcomes. Like I just don't see a sweep either way. But. Right. Any right. of the other outcomes, I can kind of talk myself into, you know, and that that includes Raps and Five, which is which is my very hopeful prediction. Yeah, it was my own. It was my own version of Andy Lou, even though I don't actually believe Raps and Five. But you know, <laughs> you gotta just take that hot take early and then point back to it, be like, no one believed when I did. What? A, no, that that's what you gotta do, dude. Because nobody's gonna remember where you're wrong. They don't. Yeah. It don't matter. Nah. Um, okay. but what? Uh, so so you think Raptors and Five? Yeah, I mean, that's a wild prediction. I mean, Raps in seven, really. And Raps in five was like, if KD didn't play at all, and then, like, Raptors, like, basically got eight, like, uh, Iguodala to wear down, I'm like, yeah, I could see that happening. But if KD comes back, then I feel like, you know, at best, Raptors can take it in seven. Because I just think KD changes so much. Like, it, like the Warriors can then play small, and then the Raptors' centers can't play as much, um, and then the Raptors kind of are short on the wing because OG's hurt. Or now he's hurt. He's actually questionable now because he finally is recovering, but he's you're not going to just jump right back from not playing basketball straight into the NBA Finals as, like, no a 22-year-old. What's that? No Pat, no Patty McCaw? Yeah, okay, so how do you guys see Pat McCaw? Because we like Pat McCaw. It was, like, cool that he fell into our laps, and I felt like he has skills, and I feel like he can really develop into something. Like, not, like, great, but he can be, like, a solid rotation player, especially if he decides. Because, like, the Raptors are good at developing players. But, like, how do you guys feel about Matt, Pat McCaw? Because he really should still be with the Warriors. He's, he's yeah. I mean, he he's good, man. He's a good kid. Yeah. Um, I can say kid now. I'm 27, so I can call these people kids. Wow. Um, I don't even know how how old McCall is, but it's like he, he's got talent. He's I don't know what happened to him. I think he's got some mental. Not, I don't. I'm not saying like he's got mental issues, but I think he had some mental block 
Um, I think he was got, got told a few things where he thought he was better than who he was. Mm. Um, and I think that if that is going to remain the case in his NBA career, he's done. He's not going to make it. But if he's willing to be who the Warriors want him to be, just be a wing guy. Just be a wing guy. Like He's not even 3 and D. Like, he can't even shoot threes. But it's like, just be a wing depth piece. Mm-hmm. And don't yeah. be just trying, don't try to do more than you can. Like You'll be fine. He'll be an NBA player. But like he's out because he wanted to be more than that. Like, dude, if McCall's on the Warriors, he would be getting run right now, dude. Of course. Like, Yo, you guys run. are playing McKinney. Yo, the Raptors were like, we looked at Alfonso McKinney, we had him, and we were like, we're good. Like, like hey, <laughs> you could play McKinney? for the G League team, but that, that, that's it. And no Yo, disrespect Mc- to McKinney. I think he's played nicely for you guys to give you guys energy. He's a pretty good rebounder. He's always been that way. Yeah, he's a good rebounder. But, like, come on. We're talking Alfonso McKinney. Like, McCaw should play more minutes. He's terrible on defense, Alfonso McKinney. I just he his lateral movement for someone that can jump that high and uh-huh. like, is that athletic? Like that lateral, like it's just I don't I don't get the lateral movement from him where it's just so bad and mm. he like fouls so much. And like here's the thing about Yo, like, he's Jamario Moon for the modern age. Oh, Jamario Moon, what a throwback name! Yo, Raptors fans, we love Jamario. I I, I I I shit you not. At playoff games during this run, where Raptors fans are watching Kawhi play nightly basis. There are people wearing Jamario Moon jerseys. Proudly. Oh. <laughs> it's a weird franchise, man. He was a dunker, right? Oh, he was a hell of a dunker, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He had one rebound one time where, like, his whole head was above the rim. And <laughs> he didn't even do anything with the rebound. It was, just, But there's a whole YouTube clip of just him jumping for that rebound. It's actually an incredible rebound. God. Anyway. I, uh, you know, also, by the way, like, I like Toronto announcers. Like, I don't know yeah. who they are. But, like... I don't watch as much NBA like as much as I used to, but like back when I used to watch like damn near every night, like mm. I thought Toronto Toronto Raptors were like right up there. Like the Knicks were probably my favorite. Yeah, yeah but like Toronto, I thought was like top three. Like I thought they were fun. Like, it's I a thought solid they were fun. podcast. Thought, They're like a little yeah. homerish, but it's not like uh, I mean, like the yeah. Bob Fitzgerald kind of homerish. You know? <sighs> God, dude, you know I'm t- I'm so glad I don't need to hear his voice right now. Like, but it's like Jeff Van Gundy and March. By the way, do you guys have the Toronto broadcast? Why wasn't I watching highlights where? There was a Toronto broadcast because in, in the states we don't have local broadcasts. We have local for, broadcasts. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Wow. Even now, even the NBA finals. Yes, I, I believe so. Huh. Um, I, I think I, I don't know. I don't have cable, so I'm not watching this like that. I'm just like I watch League Pass or I'm, I'm at the games. But you're, like you're Reddit streaming. I, yeah, it, I, occasionally I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I got no. I got the next level. All right, the VPN plus League Pass combo is the best one. Trust okay, me, because okay. you could pause, okay. you can go to different games, add different, whatever. Um. But yeah, I mean, like, I believe you can still like on the regular sports channels here, like Canadian ESPN, aka TSN. Like, you could just like watch like the Canadian broadcasts, and then or you could switch to like ABC, and you can hear Mike Breen say "bang." Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, you know that's that's hopefully when Steph hits his you know eighth three in a row. All right. So, fuck, I'm already I'm already stressed about it, man. <laughs> hey, listen, it's it's gonna be like I'm I'm stressed like. No, Dude, no, really no lead is safe against the Warriors. I'll just tell Raptors fans right now. If you feel comfortable because Raptors up twenty five in the third quarter, you're wrong. Like, I, for my own, for my own curiosity, I'm curious how Toronto, Toronto fans are, are thinking. What do they think about this series? Is it a we're happy to be here, we have a shot, or is it we got a chance here? Like, let's get this, like, let's get this dub. Like, what is the what is the reaction? What you think from most Toronto fans? Honest. Okay, so out of those two answers, it's definitely. We have a chance here. Let's get this dub. But I will explain it like this. And I feel like I've done a lot of introspection as well. Because I'm like, realistically, as a Raptors fan, I have never been in this situation. This is the first time when they're in the NBA Finals. It's the first time they have a legit superstar. It's the first time they have a good supporting cast around that superstar. You know what I mean? Like, at this point, we're just kind of like, yo, we've never been here before. We'll believe anything. You know what I mean? We're not like, we have irrational confidence at this point. And like, realistically. So you get swept, you're still happy. Nah, if we get swept, we'll be like, all right, that was embarrassing. But, like, if the Raptors can even take two games, I think people will be celebrating like crazy. Yeah, cool like, with that. Yeah, co- yeah. Like, 2016, a couple years ago, Raps went to the conference finals and with LeBron. And, like, Kyrie was mad hungover for game three. Raps, like, destroyed them. And then game four, like, the Cavs actually played well, but the Raptors somehow, like, scored, like, 120. And so they won two games, and it was tied 2-2. And, like, the rest of the series wasn't close. Like, LeBron just came back, smacked them by, like, 30 points every time. But, like, even at the end of that, game six, it was in Toronto. Like, Raptors were down, like, like I'm not kidding, like, 40 points. <laughs> and, like, the this. whole fourth quarter, people were just, like, standing up and cheering for the team because they had put in such a great effort. And that's what I mean by, like, when a team gets to a point where they've never been before, like, it's just all, you know what I mean? Like, all the confidence is just, it suddenly rushes to the team and you just, you're a little bit irrational about the whole thing, so. Well, so it's like, so it's like the Raptors, 
they they they're playing with house money is the is the phrase exactly like, exactly they're just there's no like as a rap like i guess you could be stressed at the as a raptors fan but like deep down you know like like dude like even if they lose it's fine but like you you know you look at it from a warriors fan perspective or a player or a warriors organization it's like dude this is a three-peat this is a chance of four out of five mm. like this is a chance for steph curry to be like you know the one of the greatest point guards of all time probably right behind magic like there is a lot on the line, I think, for the Warriors more so than the Raptors. So I think, like, if you want to talk about pressure and stress, like, I do think it is mostly on the Golden State side. Like, maybe that mm. helps the Raptors. Like, maybe that'll wear on them. Like in a series, like maybe it gets to Game Five and it's tied, and if it's Game Six, they're down three two. Like, it starts to come crashing down on them. Like, I think if you're a Raptors fan, that's what you kind of want to think of because it's like there is a lot of historical like stuff at stake here for Golden State, and I don't think any of that matters to Toronto. They just like, hey, we win this championship. Me personally, I don't think Kawhi's coming back, and wow. it's like, that's all that matters. Kicking like right, pod so right now, man. No, this is a, this is a Kawhi stay podcast. Got too far, huh? Yeah, Got too far. No. That, that's the Got only one that was out of bounds. <laughs> <laughs> you can't leave us, man. Come on, we're putting up posters for him. I leave saw posters. that billboards and all that stuff. I, I man, I think it's actually kind of dope, though. It, it actually is kind of dope. Like Toronto as a city, like the energy right now. When when Toronto feels confident, like it actually is. A really cool city to be in because the opposite is like when the Raptors are not like fans aren't confident and then like everyone hates themselves and it's like a weird thing you know we're basically Drake basically there's like a whole twenty thousand Drakes in the arena it's the same energy but by the way love Drake love Drake I don't know how the how your pop feels or Toronto fan feels love Drake I think it's hilarious that he's running around the sideline yeah. massaging Nick Nurse I wish he freaking st- ran off I wish I wish he rushed the court after Game Six I was surprised uh, he didn't to be honest. Because everybody was on the floor already, so yeah. I was like, "You think you think Drake's just gonna run out there?" But a big Drake guy, so you know, happy for him. Yeah, I was gonna say because Drake's also a huge Warriors fan, you know. So I'm excited (laughs) for him to like turn heel, like uh, wraps it, like wraps it down three zero in the series. Drake shows up in a Steph Curry jersey. Yo, he how awkward is it that he has Steph and Katie's numbers tattooed on him? It's weird, dude. It's It's, kind of weird, weird man. A little, a little weird. Yeah, like it's just. It's not even weird from like, oh, you got two grown men. No, like, no, no it's, jersey it, numbers. It's just like, why do you have? It's like, I get it if it's like Chad Kobe or like you know Jordan Pippen. It's like mm, these guys yeah. have been playing together for years. But it's like, dog, like stuff. Katie played for two years. Like this is the third <laughs> year, and it's like Katie finna be gone. Like these guys aren't even like like they could easily be the greatest duo of all time. Sure, I just yeah. don't think they'll last that long. And so it's like, why, why do you have... Like, like you're, like, you're like a diehard Warriors fan. Do you have Steph Curry and, and, and KD tattooed on yourself? I don't, I, don't, I don't even own Warriors stuff. Like, I don't care. But it's like, I love the Warriors. And it's mm. like, I just I don't care to own stuff. But it's like, but it's... Uh, I, I will be uh, I will be shedding a tear when Steph Curry retires. So, you know, that's... Oh, uh, yeah, you know, that'll be that'll be a day that I hope I never see. But of course, um, I hope that's after, you know, six titles, maybe seven, so... I mean, it might honestly be a dynasty like that. All right, two more questions. Two last questions real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. One, how satisfied were you when you saw that report from, I think, Woj about the basically the Rockets are willing to do a fire sale and trade everybody after losing to the Warriors again? Uh, I've heard Daryl Morey has completely lost his mind, and he is just like a – you know, it's like a – it's like a scientist when they can't figure something out. Yeah, it's just like they're they just got like a million papers and their room's a mess and like their mm. wife has left them and like they haven't shaved in like eight months. Like I think that's <laughs> Daryl Morey. Like I think that's Daryl Morey at this moment. And like I, I just I think he's he's completely wrecked. And uh, <laughs> can you blame him? <laughs> and so I I I don't think I'm that happy about that being for Daryl Morey. I think he's a good GM and a good dude. It's hilarious to me though for Chris Paul. It's like, oh I, man, I cannot stand Chris Paul. I think he's petty. I don't think he's a good leader. I think he's a great basketball player, but he's a joke on the court. And so it's like, I, I think it's amazing, oh, amazing. And it's like James Harden definitely doesn't like him. I think that's great. We saw coming. Yeah. Um, it's just perfect. It's just perfect that the Warriors did this to him. It's just, it, it's just, ugh, there's nothing better. It's better than championship. <laughs> yo because the funny thing with the rock is like your raptors fans don't like rockets fans like don't like the rockets either like we've obviously never played them in a high six scenario before but like i don't know we've just had some contentious games against the, in, in the rockets in the past but like like why was daryl moore being so extra like going into gq and being like yeah all i think about all day is beating the warriors and like taking a picture at the golden gate bridge 
Like, what are you doing? You're a GM. Maybe just sit this out, bro. Like, just let your players decide the game. I didn't know he was on GQ saying that. Yeah, I was like one of those articles, right? And then I think I remember because I remember because Draymond responded in another piece, and he was like, "Really? That's what y'all doing?" (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, that was like, your hands like that, like. And like the thing about Daryl too is like, he, you really think publishing a memo is going to help you get more calls? Like, bro, this is not this is real life, dude. Like, it's like like, oh, I found eighty-one points that were. In favor of the Warriors. Like, yo, this is ridiculous. Who's taking you seriously? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And <sighs> so it's like, I think of it as like, it's just bad, bad business acumen. It's like, Rich yeah. Paul, like, you think you can just strong arm Anthony Davis to the Lakers? Like, what leverage do you have? What? Like, you do not run the NBA. You don't have any leverage. If the Pelicans don't want to trade them, they won't trade them. And it's exactly what happened. Now you end up pissing everyone off. Mm. And. Jeannie Buss has gone on the record and or maybe not gone on there, but she's like, or, or Gail Benson is like, we're not trading him to the Lakers, not over my dead body. So mm. it's like, what, like what goes on in your mind? Like, so those are like, no, I was going to say, you can't strong on old rich, uh, like just old rich people, man. Like if yeah. they don't want to do something, like it's just over. Like <laughs> there's no debate about it. They old and they rich. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, yo, I'll die. I don't care. Yeah. You're like, still not getting AD. Like, dude, like what did you think was going to happen? Like, if, anyway, so th- yeah. that's yeah. All right, and then last question: At this point, with the Warriors being as dominant as they are, is it still fun slandering opponents? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you're, you're you're like at the very top, and you're just pissing down at everybody at this point. It never gets old. So, like, I was on Twitter then. Like, I thought that was like the the peak, the pinnacle of like NBA Twitter. I thought it was great. It was like rational analysis. Like jokes, memes, like it was fun. And I think somewhere along the lines, it got like to a point where it was just no, you cannot have an actual conversation. Somebody would make a joke and then somebody would go too far and then it wouldn't be funny. And then like somewhere along the last couple of years, people would go back on the other side and nothing's funny anymore. Mm. Nothing's funny now. Nothing's fun. Everything's miserable. And so I think at this point, in online conversation it's just what is most entertaining to you as a person what do you find most humor in or what is what is fun to you and for me it's just making fun of people and just like making jokes not taking it seriously and just trying to piss people off and so that's why it's still fun (laughs) it's like if i can get like toronto fans to just like say racist things to me it would not it would make me so happy so happy it's not gonna happen here, all right? Toronto, as, as, <laughs> as we've seen, the discourse on Twitter is uh, is is not that is that Navi is am I saying his name right? Is Nav? he not Nav? Yeah. yeah, is is he not is he not a conservative? When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Uh, I believe, I, I I don't know. I haven't looked into it particularly, <laughs> so I don't want to sp- particularly speculate. But uh, I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me, I would say. Because I think the one mistake people may confuse is like, oh yeah, you know, uh, people of color are tend to, are going to naturally be more liberal. Oh, and it's boy, like, they don't know that's not true. Works. I would say, like, China's a very conservative country. India's a very conservative country, you know what I mean? Like, so... They don't um, know how this works. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's not, it's not uh, clear-cut, but... Uh, all right, um, Andy, I'm going to let you go before I get in more trouble. 
No, I'm kidding. Yeah, we could probably got we could have probably gone longer. But hey, man, I, I appreciate you having you on, dude. This was fun. Uh, we got to find a way to do it again, but yeah, for sure. So listen, um, follow Andy on Twitter, Andy Kalu. By the way, who's that? Who's that fake account that that I see in your mentions? Oh, God, dude, it's like it's like my best friend. He oh, it is okay. It. Yeah, okay, it's like my okay. middle my best friend from middle school. He just <laughs> he just thinks it's funny. He just trolls me. It he is just, pretty funny. <laughs> goons, dude, goons. You okay. know. Trolls. Andy K. Lou is the real, real at. So follow him there. Honestly, as a Raptor fan, like you probably can tell based on this podcast, like you'll probably be like angry listening to Andy or reading his tweets. But like, he's really a funny dude, man. He's a really funny dude, <laughs> especially outside. Maybe like after the series is done, after your whole feelings are over about the series, maybe then follow Andy because you'll get like premium content then. But in, in, in the meantime, listen to Light Years podcast with you and uh, Sam Esfaniari and Warriors World. Shout out Warriors World, man. Great organization. Hey, by the way, Warriors World, she did predict Toronto in five. So if people what? are still listening, he, uh, wow. he predicted uh, Toronto in five. So, you know, have fun with that. Maybe Jeez. they'll like that one. Wow. Yeah. yeah, fuck him. You got a ting in Toronto? What's going on? <laughs> you got an ABGs in Toronto, bro. Like, I picked Toronto in five, too, if I had one. So I ain't tripping. All right. All right. We'll bring, it a, we'll bring you to a Markham one time. Anyway, thanks everyone for listening, and uh, I'll be back after game one for the Reaction Podcast. Peace. All right, brother. Take care. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.